Sorry, Helena. Testies, testies. Give me a few tests, please. Hello, testies. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, yeah, I think these are pretty good levels. I can hear my mouth noises. <laughs> Your auntie is not going to like that. She hasn't. Ev- she listens every week, but she hasn't actually noticed how much of a feature she is. I, yeah. I asked her about that the other day. Really? She's like, oh, do you talk about me? Makes me think she's in fact not listening. No, she's listening. Helen! <laughs> <laughs> Helen, text me when you hear this. Oh, in order to illustrate what he means, Lacan refers to the case of the young homosexual woman treated by Freud. There you go. Did you read this? I haven't read that entry before, but I know that Freud reports that the young woman was walking in the street with the woman she loved when she was spotted by her father who cast an angry glance at her. Immediately afterwards, she rushed off and threw herself over a wall down the side of a cutting onto a railway line. Mm -hmm. Lacan argues that this suicide attempt was a passage to the act. It was not a message addressed to anyone since symbolization had become impossible for the young woman. Confronted with her father's desire, she was consumed with an uncontrollable anxiety and reacted in an impulsive way by identifying with the object. Mm-hmm. With what object? The lost object. Mm. Thus she fell down like the object piti R, the leftover of signification. Mm-hmm. The leftovers. Do you think that's why the fantasy for so many involves humiliation and like an excommunication and being shamed because of the lost object. Yeah. Because of an identification with the lost object, mm. with the, the object found as lost. Mm-hmm. But why, why then would that imply necessarily that it was humiliation or alienation? Well, cause that's the way to instantiate, Losing yourself socially, mm. I suppose. Mm. 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 Yes, yes, it's to be funny. gone. Because if that's true, it entails like quite some unconscious knowledge. For instance, that mm. because um, we all um, walk around the lost object, look f- looking for it, trying not to find it. Mm. Um so to instantiate oneself as the lost object, one has to realize, oh, the object for which I seek is constitu- constitutively lost. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something that's supposed to be lost. Therefore, I'm supposed to be lost. Well, therefore, I am lost. Yeah... Well, if there's an identification, then really I'm supposed to be lost. through this one. Yeah. <laughs> we should um, bring the listeners up to speed. We we have just watched episode 33 of Love Island. We <laughs> had a snail's pace moving towards the finish line of episode 40. But I've been watching um, a six-week television program for more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> most of my adult life. Um, and Sophie, our protagonist, has just left. The villa. What's her surname again? Graden. Graden. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's gone. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. When I stand here taking every breath with you. Ooh. You're the only one who really Yeah, she just left the villa after um, a lot of drama Mm. with Katie, who was the girl she coupled up with, but only very briefly. Yes. I can't even remember. You know, this is our first episode back for 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy Year of the Ox to all of you. Mm. But I can't remember if we've ever even discussed their coupling up. I don't know if the listeners know that Tom left because he was kicked out and then Sophie quickly coupled up with a, a new girl who entered the villa, right? Yeah. Katie. Katie. And, oh, no, we talked about this, of course. Our listeners know because it was like, I'm bisexual, I'm bisexual. And the, oh, the yeah. boys at the villa 
goes crazy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Yes, yeah, it's true. But in it seems like their new relationship was going for quite some time, but actually it was maybe only a few days. I think it might have been less than a day. <laughs> it must have been at least a couple of days. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, the show showed us supposedly that they were really bonding, they were really into each other. It was romantic, it was intimate. This was Katie's first time being with a woman. Mm-hmm. And then something flipped for Sophie in the last few episodes. Can you remember what the event was? Was was it that Twitter game? Yeah, they had a game where they had to they were exposed on a slip and slide to all of the tweets that had like to a selection of tweets about them. <laughs> and then they had remembering to that there was a slip and slide. That was an integral part of the truth telling game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they had to work out who the tweets had been about. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So these were tweets from the public remembering that Love Island is shown sort of essentially in, in real, real time. time in the UK. People are tweeting about the in inmates. Inmates. And <laughs> the prisoners. They took the names out of them and then people had to guess who the public is gossiping about. Yep. Yep. And so there had been a tweet about how Sophie was mugging off Tom um, and she didn't really love him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was like blank isn't into blank at all. Yeah. She's just playing him along or something. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> like, that's Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was revealed that it was. So, you know, one person in Britain yeah. has felt this way. But obviously that struck a chord in Sophie. She was off it from the moment she heard that. Yeah. She was like, she had exited the game essentially. She was just sort of staring off into the middle distance. Yeah. And then at dinner that night or the next day, mm, she don't just. <laughs> Times. <laughs> she stood up and announced. I love Tom. I'm going. I'm leaving the show to be with Tom. How can you just walk away from me when all I can do is watch you leave? Cause we've shared the laughter and the pain and even shared the tears. You're the only one who really knew me at all. Yes. Having not discussed it with Katie. In private. Yeah, who she just coupled up with. Yes, they were officially coupled up. They'd shared a little kiss. Yeah. They'd talked a lot intimately about being into each other. And then obviously there was some truth to this accusation that, that struck a chord. Yeah. Oh, but, and the other thing is that because two women had coupled up for the first time in Love Island history, mm. that actually left double the amount of men mm. um, spare. And so an extra guy had to leave the show. Troy... Not, oh. not that he's any sort of loss. No, he's one of our one of our bottom shelf boys. Well, he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> captain of the bottom shelf boys. <laughs> but he, um, he had to go because of, um, because of their coupling up. That's right. Yeah. And then Sophie just turned, changed her mind. I'm in love with Tom. I need to see where this goes. And Katie, we feel rightfully so, mm. was off it. Yeah. She felt like she had been royally mugged off. Yeah. And 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 there was something in Sophie who had previously shown like significant amount of empathy, humanity, sensitivity, couldn't refuse to sort of even show any indication that she had had hurt Katie and Katie was angry but really like kept a lid on it was very calm very rational very angry yeah prior to the coupling up there was a real vibe between them yeah I mean they were they were building a tension of a romantic kind and then Sophie without even talking to her said I'm leaving Mm. which leaves Katie without a partner and she could have partnered up with somebody else um aside from all of the other Emotional yes. consequences. And uh, yes. Katie approached her and said, you've really 
fucked me over. Yeah, can you see where I'm coming from at least? And Sophie was just blank stare. Yeah. No, we were just mates. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking I about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I've gone through a whole lot in this villa. Tom and I went through a whole lot. All I care about is Tom. Mm-hmm. Is something that she'd said. Mm-hmm. Not to her, but she'd said a few sort of heartless things. It, w- it was a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's something mysterious about why she stuck to this sort of naive position. It's not the smartest way to go about it, but there's something being defended there, I think. Well, she hasn't done that before, has she? No, she's usually or did she not do it with Tom the entire time? Because mm. he'd be like, Bad you're driving me crazy, like... You don't like me. Yeah, just tell me you don't. Do you like me? Do you, you want like to be in this relationship? She's like, and no, like, I do. I no. want to be your girlfriend. Exactly. When everybody mm. around could see she didn't. And so what's come up in the last few episodes, what we've noticed more and more, is that the housemates really don't like Sophie. She's on the outside in the villa. Yeah. And there have been a couple of instances with Tom's ex coming on the show and... Tom's a little ex, rupture Emma. there, Emma, yeah. hooking up with Tell. And then the ha- everyone in the house just sort of turned against Sophie. And that sort of seemed like a shock at first, but now the evidence seems to be building. And turned against Tom before he left. Yeah, a little bit. But they but they empathised with him to the extent that they held Sophie up as the enemy. Yeah. Just before Tom left, though, he and Sophie were the enemy. Mm. Because don't remember, he was really making a fool out of himself. I'm going to go. I'm leaving now. Oh, I know. And no one wanted to talk to him either. I'm leaving now. Everyone was avoiding him. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone was avoiding him. They were both just making big fools out of themselves. It didn't really... It's interesting, Sam, though. I wonder if... If we were to watch the show again from the beginning, which we certainly won't be doing... um, (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) Would we pick up on these signs of Sophie being positioned as the outsider? Don't know. I mean, you're encouraging me to watch it again. Because I didn't pick up on that at all. And maybe Stay that tuned was for next season of Love Mainland <laughs> when we just rewatch <laughs> Love Island season two. Wait, UK. guys, there's a few things we didn't pick up on. <laughs> so we're just going to rewatch the 40 episodes. Just do that thing <laughs> that what what was the name of the podcast where they did rewatch the same the same thing over and over. Oh. The worst idea in the world, or something like that. Yes, it's called. And yes. they just watched Bride Bridesmaids two <laughs> over and over. <laughs> but for us to actually achieve any sort of durational aspect, we'd have to go for like at least ten years, where oh, we just watch the entire season each year. Season two of Love Island UK <laughs> for the next ten years. Yeah, forget the New Testament. We're just <laughs> we're just going to rewatch this one season. <laughs> I thought everyone was happy families, to be honest, in the beginning. And then uh, my, my, my world was shattered because when I started to realise that girls and boys alike in the house do not like Sophie. We need to interview somebody who watched season two in real time. Mm. Because you and I were positively disposed mm. towards That's Sophie. That's right. We had a Because lens. we knew she was dead. Yes. Yeah. And I, I stand by her still being very likeable the beginning and I I think that even if she wasn't our suicidal protagonist that I still would have liked her as a person relative to the other housemates yeah I don't know I mean I'm you might be right and she seemed charming to me when we first watched and even now that she's the outcast and the whipping boy yes um I um I still have I still have, um, what's the word? Sympathy for her. And loyalty towards her. And loyalty towards her. Yeah, like, I mean, there's whatever her behavior, her behavior was bad, but the way that she's made an outcast amongst a group of bad behaviors, Mm. it's not as if, you know, one of like the person, her chief accuser is Terry. Yes. And her, like the, and Terry's king. The other, who else is testifying against her? Yeah. Emma. Yeah. Katie and Scott. Yes. Like, these are not people who... Olivia. Yeah. Our other favourite, Olivia. Olivia exposed herself as a gossip queen and not particularly As, as you said, a soccer mum. 
Yes. And, you know, I think she was, I think Olivia had an open mind and a sensitive heart and something's changed in her. I mean, she's so, sort of been at, at the vanguard of Sophie Hayding. She has. Yeah. I think that there's two things. I think one of them is what you were saying off air. Uh, that she's her. found love and she's just holding on to her, what she's got now. She's in love now and she's lost her capacity to empathise. She doesn't have time for other people. I think there's definitely something to that. And their struggles. I think so. Yeah. But I think there was something in the Emma Terry Tom situation where mm. Tom... Olivia really turned in that, yeah, in that moment. Olivia sort of turned... As a proxy for, what's his name? Alex. Because mm. Alex and Terry are closely allied and they um, were off Tom. Mm. And then there was the whole split in the house. Well, they were off Tom over because the Emma situation. Tom, Tom is Emma's ex and Terry couldn't handle. Yeah. That. And then Olive is just sort of following Alex in that, in, a part, in part. Right. So you think you think Alex is following Terry and Olivia Olivia's is following, following Alex. Alex. Yeah. I f- still feel like that explanation lacks something, but it's, it was in that zone where Tom and Alex approached, sorry, Alex and Terry approached Tom and said, mate, remember when you said that you didn't even like Sophie? Oh, yeah. And they were really harping on about one thing he'd said in passing, in heartbreak. When Yeah, in heartbreak when he yes. was trying to be like a big man or whatever. Yes, and just sort of not be heartbroken. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad she's gone. And then and they held like, that I up can't believe as, you proof, said that. as proof of him being disingenuous. Yeah. As being a bad guy. Yeah, which he may well have been, oh, but not for that reason. terrible friendship there. Yeah. I mean, Terry is not a human being. He's incapable of friendship. Yeah. In all their three weeks of friendship, they could never have imagined such betrayal. (laughs) Such rupture (laughs) in their bond. Yeah. I know. But I'm disappointed in Olivia then, if indeed it is. She doesn't seem like the type of person to follow her man, despite being very much a a sort of loveful... Oh, I think they've got that coupled uppedness where mm. it's not clear whose opinion is whose. They do opinions together now. Yeah, we think that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll maybe make it. Um, yeah, but Sophie has become, like you said, the whipping boy the scapegoat of the house mm. and it, it's i what i see unfolding there is because i don't really see her as being I, I obviously we don't get a very clear view of what's actually going on but i don't see her as guilty uh, uh, of what they're accusing her sophie of. yes no i don't think she is i mean she's this, the the most two-faced the most self-serving you know, this is essentially no. what they're implying, right, in their bitching about her, in their complaints about her. She's guilty of being pig-headed and of not taking responsibility for her own actions perhaps, quickly enough. Perhaps, But not like of... She's not Skeletor. No. Nor is she Shredder. And I think she has become the whipping boy in the sense that she can be the the punching bag, the receptacle of all of their externalised ambivalence, conflict, narcissism. Mm. They're putting it all on her. Well, yeah, a lot of stuff happened after they had her available as a whipping boy. Yes. Now that we're using that term. Do you think once she was, there had been a break in her relationship with Tom, she became available? Yeah, I, maybe, yeah. Or because of what she'd done in, to Tom. I mean... Right, one f- one one. There just needed to step. be one person. Yeah. And then all of it, all of a sudden, like all these things came out. Like it, just in this episode, you know, Adam acted in a bold way that he'd never acted before, where he essentially um, attacked Tina for not wanting to find love. If you concentrated less on other people and more on your on on your own love life, maybe you'd find love. Is yeah, that what he more on finding love, maybe you'd yeah. find it. Yeah. And she got very defensive at that, but that's the first time he's really said he was pissed off at the rejection. That he experienced at her hands. Well, it's still a pretty indirect way of communicating that, but 
but aggressive. Yeah. I'm not saying people started behaving well. I'm yeah. just saying people started doing things they hadn't ordinarily yes. done. Sort of undercover of having a scapegoat in the house. Yes. Like um, I wrote some of them down. That was one of them. And well, then Scott and Katie became official. Scott and Katie became official, yeah. And um, oh, that wasn't after the the Sophie Katie thing. Um, oh, and then in relation to that, Tina um, admitted why she's not really looking for love, like why she's not actually trying to be with anybody. Well, I don't know if she admitted to that or whether she admitted to being there being trepidation or ambivalence. She said, I have found love before, but I got my heart broken, so no wonder I'm reluctant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. She's not throwing herself in. No. Which, I don't know, except could be the same te- thing. Except she proposed to Terry. Oh, yes, and she really built herself up to do that. Yeah. She sort of had to go through that um, story of Esther, the Purim story, you know, where she, she had to speak to the king, a hush Farosh, <laughs> and she prepared herself for weeks and weeks. Is it just Purim now <laughs> or is it soon? Is it? Oh, yeah, maybe. It is usually summer times. Hey, Siri, when's Purim? Purim is tomorrow. What? Oh! We should have dressed up for this That was so cute (laughs) Listeners, you should have seen Sam's eyes When Siri told us that Purim is tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) It's a great festival It's terrific Anyway, the story of Esther It's not in the Pentateuch But it's a terrific story nonetheless Um, Oh, real moral story But anyway well, yeah, what happens? A father pimps out his daughter and saves the Jews. Uncle. An uncle. That's right. Uncle Mordechai. Yeah. Your middle My name. My middle name. That's it. Yeah. You're named after Mordechai, mm-hmm. who um, just a quiet middle-aged Jew in Persia, mm-hmm. but has a real hot niece, mm-hmm. who he's the guardian of. What happened to her parents? We do don't know? know. Orphan story. Yeah. We don't know that she was raised by her uncle. Mm-hmm. Ahasuerus, king of Persia. Also known as Xerxes. Ah, right, with the X. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other people might know. Might Zer- know him as Xerxes. Xerxes. Um, Xerxes 2? I don't know which number. No, I don't know either. I think the, the first one. Ah. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's it's it's... 99% unrelated to what we were talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> but what I mean is Tina Tina had to really talk herself up in order to... Um, approach Tell. Approach Tell and say, I've got feelings for you. And he was really flattered, of course. That's a notch on his bedhead. Mm-hmm. But wasn't interested. And I think that was... Maybe that's what she was talking about when she said, I was in love and I got my heart broken. No, can't be. Couldn't be. Has to be pre-Villa. It's got to be pre-Villa. But anyway, it's completely understandable. She, she's she's afraid of mm. putting herself out there. Why someone... I mean, I mean, that's the juicy speculation, Sam. Why someone like that with a wound goes on Love Island mm. because they think that the the... Something about the Love Island will conquer their fear. Something will they they think maybe oh, this is what I need to, lose. to do. But they've got everything to lose if they're living in fear. They've got everything to lose if they're living in fear. Like if she's afraid of putting herself out there because of previous heartbreak. Yeah. Then she's living in fear. That's true. So then why would she go... Let's think about it. Yeah. Then why would she go on Love Island? Because I, uh, it's something like, will this spectacle mm. break me out of that? Or maybe it will show me that, no, I am lovable. Yeah. There's something about it being... That's so hopeful about the human spirit. Too hopeful. Oh, to me, that's uh, that's so pessimistic. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Because I would imagine it's more like unconsciously that they they go on there saying, "See, this is what I deserve." Heart more heartbreak. Like more heartbreak and just like to be subjected to a humiliating spectacle and. Well, there's like a narcissistic kernel, that's like, no, I know that I'm hot stuff. Right. I and know Britain that I will am. Agree. Yes. And or it, not. Or not. <laughs> but they don't seem to yeah. consider that other option. Yeah. Which leads to the well, in Tina's misery case, of people after the show. In Tina's case, she's never really put herself in a position where she could be subjected to any sort of criticism from Britain. No. She always keeps her head down. She smokes. <laughs> she does. But, but it was 2016. Yeah. That was a different generation. It's 2016 in Britain. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about before we went to Talentina? Oh, th- what the well, what the whipping boy that is so things in, yeah. It changed yes, a lot of people. Yes, that's right. Yes, and Olivia became really fake. Yes, Olivia is not being her authentic self. Yeah, or perhaps she is. I don't know. No, no, I don't think that's true. Something, something about there was something. Well, maybe, maybe everyone in the villa needs a receptacle, even Olivia. Mm-hmm. To project onto, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, Olivia is probably having all sorts of doubts about her the gen the 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 feelings that she has for Alex, or the realness of their relationship. There's probably internal conflict there. Everything just gets pushed onto Sophie oh, in order so to feel clean so, because I think. she's worried that Alex doesn't love her. And right. she's watched that play out between Sophie and Tom. Yes, and so she's the, her anger at Alex is projected onto yeah. Sophie. And not just her anger at Alex's potential betrayal, mm. but also like a demonstration to Alex of what she thinks of somebody mm. who treats mm-hmm. somebody like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What a fucking bitch. She kept telling Tom she loved him. She doesn't really love the him. The next day she does. What the next type day she of doesn't. a fucking slut would do that? Yes. Yeah. I do think that everyone's sort of externalising yeah. their messy feelings. In order to just be well, because smiley people. she's become this, this symbol of disingenuous love. Yes, yes. Which of course of the show is that a symbol behavior. of that. Yes, <laughs> but, but yes. and that's why, like, because of what Freud would call the narcissism of small differences. Correct. They have to be so vicious towards her because they're all engaged in this relatively disingenuous activity. Even though some of them found love or whatever, and you and I wouldn't denigrate that. Indeed. But it's precisely because of the show that they have to um, be so vicious towards Sophie to, to delineate between, oh, that type of disingenuous love. Yes. And this thing that we're doing that... It's ma- not that. It, it's not... I'm yeah. doing something else. Exactly. We're doing something else. And precisely, Sam, because when Sophie did slip into her, when she was talking to Katie, when they were talking it out... Katie. Katie. Katie when Katie was like, what the fuck, makeup. man? Yeah. <laughs> The non got like she's not even gothed up. She just looks like a corpse, like accidentally looks like a corpse. There's something a bit gothy about her look, but it's not intentional. No, <laughs> it's just like um, that shows you the distinction between like death and the goth, which is that goths actually have blood. <laughs> That's why they need all that white makeup. Oh, she Whereas she doesn't have any account. blood. <laughs> She's failed to take into account the various lighting scenarios in the different rooms of the villa. Well, the other girls have been on the show for a lot longer and they've learned their way around the different light filters and the different gels and different rooms. I don't understand, Katie. But but Sophie did say quite casually, um, it's a game. Yeah. It's a game, Katie. She's like, no, it's not. It's about love. It's about finding love. And then, of course, that line. It's called Love Island. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's called the television show <laughs> Love Island. Yeah. And then everyone sort of and then that that got thrown about and everyone sort of picked up on the fact that it, you know Sophie had said it was a game. So she'd said the unsayable out mm. loud. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So she gets punished. Yeah. Yeah. As a And so everyone can sleep at night. As a Cassandra. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a myth reference, right? It is. I'm onto it. Yeah. I think that that's what's happening. And 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 it it, it it's important to note, I think I stand by this. No, a boy is never the whipping boy. 
at mm. least in, in Why is it called dish. Whipping Boy then? At least one of them must have been. Well, not it's whip. not medieval times or whatever <laughs> that phrase is from. This is Love Island times. It's not olden days. <laughs> yeah. um, is a boy, on this season, has a boy ever been the Whipping Boy? No. At, at, at best, they're acting poorly because of how a woman's treating them. Tom was treated as the naughty child briefly. Scott briefly was the naughty boy. Uh, according to everyone in the villa? Yeah. Yeah. But not in the same vicious way that Sophie. Not because in a for complete instance, excommunication. Both Tom and Scott were guilty of loving too much. Yes. And that's all, that's a different crime. I guess so. Yeah. Mm. But... um. Listeners ring in and tell us but if I mean there's ever been an excommunicated boy on yeah. one of these shows. I'm making a, I'm making a feminist statement here, and I do stand by it. I think that there is. Why is it I, easier? I, yeah. To excommunicate a woman. Well, because it's less threatening. Because she's not going to fight back physically. Or sure, something. I think there's a fear and there's internalized misogyny and there's mm-hmm. just straight up misogyny. All mm-hmm. of these things are at play. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, I didn't watch that season. Maybe it was this, the most recent season of Love Island where that guy, Grant, who won it. Was this Love Island? That was season one of Australia. Season one of Australia. Now, I watched the first two episodes of Oh, he got one, away with bloody murder. But, like, I've never seen such manipulative... Yeah. Um, ...gaslighting... Behavior mm. like straight up, not even hidden. Yeah, and that guy went on to win the show, and is now potentially going to host it in place of Sophie Monk. But I'd never seen such behavior on television. Well, that's crazy. It's mo- it's wild, isn't it? So like, men can get away with all sorts of things, and they but don't. Australia get- hated him, or was it just my household that hated him? I don't. Did Australia hate him? How did he win? That's a vote. Is that a vote from Australia? I think so. Australia loved Taylor. Who his was his partner? His partner, yeah. Yeah. She was sort of just a hot <sighs> a hot sweetie. Yeah, she's hot, but I saw I saw how she sort of went about getting with him even in the first few episodes and I was just horrified by the whole thing, but I mean Yeah, but remember she's like 20. Yeah. They're but you know, they're in their 20s. Of course women become the whipping boys. I mean, we understand this from a psychoanalytic perspective, at least from, you know, if there's a, there's a fear of women Mm. and there's something defensive, sort of successfully, you're able to defend successfully if you position the woman as bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just trying to. Flesh it out. It's hard because it's a semi-empirical statement. Because I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what's going on. And it's interesting that Sophie is the eldest Mm -hmm. in the house. She is the mother. Mm -hmm. She's definitely the mother. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Tom wasn't the father. No. Who's the father? Nathan. Yes, and he's and he's a dependable present father. Yeah, he is, and he's happy to he's he's comfortable with his castration yeah. as well. He's not like he's not trying to walk around. No, and so the sons cannot be so threatened. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were talking about before. Why is everyone so sedate on the show? Why all these people who one presumes have big personalities yes. in order to have you know they all influences to begin with. And then they go on the show, like because they're comfortable oh, with being in front of the camera well, and stuff. They want to be on the camera. What's yeah, driving them towards that. And then you put them all in the room together, and everyone's sort of just chill and yes. not flamboyant, Sh- not shy, acting out, a bit broken. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not it's not full blown narcissism on screen in the yeah. Villa. The structure is narcissism, but they're not behaving yes. mostly in that way, except for like the shitty behavior, like M and Tell. Yes. And, but. You know, like, they're not like, sort of, look at me, look at me, look at me. So take a look at me now. There's just an empty space. 
there's no fix there's no oral there's no fixation there none of them seem to be sort of demanding of attention i guess that could be production yeah because we never watch them at meal time really no, we never. We rarely see the meeting. Well, that's when somebody stands up and makes a toast. That's when somebody stands up and True. calls someone else out. True. You never get to see mealtime. We always see them off doing one-on-ones. Imagine if all of this drama was just happening at mealtimes when, when they're eating their burgers. Yeah. Well, we saw them eat those burgers <laughs> no, one that's time. That's why I said it. It's <laughs> the only meal I've seen them eat. Yeah. I saw Olivia spooning pasta onto a plate today. Oh, no. That was... Um, M. M. And I was surprised. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Alfredo. Yeah, How much of like, that do you eat And also, day? it's clear that catering have just come and laid it out. Like, yeah, it's just like, all... who made that cucumber salad? Exactly. And it's like, if you... Th- it's so weird how dreamlike all these images are, really, if you think about... Like, just these... We're just listening to people talking and watching, like, the structures of coupling up and stuff. Mm. And then all these just dreamlike images occur. They had dogs on there. Yeah, yeah they were dogs. And yeah. then... And now they're eating something. Chicken and Alfredo? <laughs> are they in Spain? Yes. And like we half this stuff I don't realise until you and I are talking about it that I've yeah. even seen it. Yeah, there were dogs on the show. They were really running out of ideas. They did a little dog show. Yeah, there was a dog show. They each got a dog for the day. Yeah, and Scott was good at it. Was he? He was f- He was angry. He was not good at it. Yeah. His dog didn't run Sorry, through the tunnel. And then he yelled at Katie. as being good at yeah. something. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't I make no bones about that. He was that. like, You're fucking through the food in the tunnel. Yeah. He yelled at Katie because of this. Yes. That's my model of male excellence. <laughs> dog show. <laughs> as long as you're angry at the task, then it's working. <laughs> angry at the task. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's why we get along. I'm often angry at the task. <laughs> mm. And then we saw Adam playing with his dog, didn't we, Sam? And he was so loving and he was adoring. So he just wanted a hug from anything. And uh, then the dog ran away from him anyway. Oh, but no, they were, they were spooning and loving each other for a while. And he was like, I love you. I love you, Coco. And he was patting it a lot. And you could just see this pent-up affection in Adam. He's desperate. He was being very gentle. He was being so gentle and affectionate. Yeah. And he wanted... And you said... He wants, and I said, look how lovely he's being. You said he wants to treat a woman the way he's treating that dog. <laughs> and that's true. He yeah. wants to treat a woman lovingly. Yeah. He does not know how to find himself in a position where that is appropriate. Yeah. What's his, yeah, his barrier? Because I um, think there was something exposed in when he, when he attacked Tina. One of the reasons he's so angry with Tina mm. is that she's not looking for love. Not that she's not finding it, but that she's not looking for mm. it. And I wonder how, how, who that addresses, whether that addresses his absent father or his present mother who never found love. Remember, mm. his mm. mother never repartnered. Mm. And we don't know what enmeshment mm. was going on between he and his mother. Mm. But the fact that she never repartnered has affected him in some way or another. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So he could have been accusing her of not looking, right? Yeah. Or well, is that what you said? That he'd accused her of not looking for Well, he might have the wherewithal to be accusing her of not teaching him how to love another person. Because he's already well, mentioned he'd be speaking that. speaking to his mother. Yeah. But why would it be Tina's... How would he pass that off as a reasonable thing to say to Tina? You asking me how a man might transfer feelings of his mo- about no. his mother t- onto a woman? <laughs> I mean, that sounds crazy, <laughs> and that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, like some sort of psychological. What? Are you magic. fucking psycho babbling at me? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, whoa. I know yeah, you. Shrinks in your mother's. All right, okay. <laughs> Breasts and weekends. Wait, you think you think at an unconscious level he could have been accusing Tina of not teaching him? No, accusing Tina. The accusation at the level of Tina is just, you're just like my mother. Yes, yes, yes. And the accusation at is... At the level of the mother is, you never taught me how to love, therefore mm. I'm lonely. Yes. Yes. You never taught me how to love or you never taught me that I'm lovable. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. 
because like I say, I mean, he was locked in a room with his mother and his mother alone. Mm. She either locked like, in a room. <laughs> They were stowaways together, <laughs> 25 they, years. They, they stayed on the Titanic after it sank. <laughs> sort of, that's actually the right metaphor. Yes, it is. Yeah, because the the, the, ma- the family failed, yes. but those two just yes. kept going. Because it didn't seem like he classified the family that they made, just the two of them, as a success. No. Yeah. It, it was, was like, father. it's like we were a family and then we were merely half mm. a family. Mm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. If you if you spent more time looking for love than talking about other people, is that what it is? Why can't I f- remember it? Yeah, he said if you spent as much time looking for love as talking about other people, you might just find it. If you s- if you focused on finding love as much as you do on other people or something. Oh yeah, something yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, could he be talking about him? Could he be speaking to his mother about himself? Oh, absolutely. Mm. He's talking about himself. If you yeah. focus less on me. No. Focused more on finding love. Oh, I think he's well. This is what mm. you and I talked about off air while we were watching. Mm. Was that. The reason he was so vicious is not about the mother, but because he's just talking about precisely his own behaviour, which is that he's not really been looking for love. Yes, yes. But I think that that projection is the reason he can identify it so accurately in her. Yes. I mean, she really copped it. She became defensive. She started crying. She, like cri- she cried later that night. She said, she said, I was so angry. The only way I could manage my emotions was to cry. If I didn't do that, I would have hit something. Mm. And he said, oh, what, me? And she said, no, I'd never hit you. That's the most flirtatious he's been with her, actually. Mm. And then she, to camera, she was like, he understands that what he said was wrong. And, and I was like, no, I don't think that came <laughs> through in that <laughs> conciliatory conversation at all. <laughs> but okay, believe what you've got to believe. Yeah. Well, she's definitely one who's always willing to make an excuse for a man. But she was yelling at someone who's autistic about, like, do you understand the effect... <laughs> Well, yeah, the big call, sorry, Lenny. It's late. It's it late. Really <laughs> is. He is. He is. <laughs> but he is. But like, she's like, don't you see the effect that your words have on other people? And he's like, hmm? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wish people could see your face. Right? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Effects. I know all about effects. <laughs> Cause and effects. Yeah. The interpersonal relationships. Uh, effects, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking my language. Other people, not so sure about that. <laughs> so I guess she had to fill in the gaps there and just believe that he was repentant. Yeah. I well, because they're a couple. They're a couple. She's got to still put up with him, so she's making some excuses for him. It's true. And people do make excuses for the for the for the flawed and failed man mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Not so much Sophie. Not for Sophie. For M, lots of excuses have been made mm. because it's wild that she came on the show in the first yep, place. Agreed. And a lot of people have been like, "Oh no, actually, she's pretty it's genuine. Completely normal. She's so genuine. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's probably got nothing to do with Tom. Actually, they don't even put the probably. It's got nothing to do with Tom. They and and in reality, she drove him off the show. What well, Sophie did, but let's just say that. Well, she's a little Loki. Mm. She came in just to cause chaos. Yep. And they were susceptible to chaos. Yeah. Yeah. What's this, a different kind of mythology you're bringing? The two kinds. The two kinds. Yeah. Mm. Not the Middle East mythology, that's Judaism. Yeah, true. Um, And Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's Middle Eastern mythology. And Islam. I like this place called the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. Has that only existed in American terminology? Is the Middle East only a place for Americans? Well, no, it's in the same categorization as the Far East and the Near East. Yeah. But it's the Near East. What's now called the Middle East is the Near East in that. Oh, no, it's not. Well, what's the Near East? Kazakhstan. The Kazakhstan's further east than the Middle East. Kazakhstan's Central Asia. Oh. 
from Europe. Mm. So wait, what's the Near East? I think the Near East is like the Levant, like Israel, oh. Lebanon, um, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and then potentially other parts of. Maybe Turkey's the Near East. Just Turkey. Just Turkey. Because Turkey's pretty much Turkey's Europe. But it's both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Turkey's the Near East. Just Turkey. Just, Just Anatolia. Yeah. Okay. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, that adds up. That adds up. I think, but I think in a lot of, like in a lot of common usages today, the Middle East literally covers like all of North Africa, all of the Levant, all of the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah, and that's absurd. And all of Central Asia. Yeah, it doesn't add up It goes to like, goes out to beyond Kazakhstan. Yeah. Goes yeah. To, it goes from China to the Mediterranean. From the border of China. Yeah. China being from the far The western east. border of China to yes. the Mediterranean. Yeah. God, what a silly And up to Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. Up to Siberia, you think? Yeah. So, like Estonia. Like anything south of Russia and west of China is the Middle East. These days. And so countries on the just at the west of the Russian border are what Europe. What do you mean the west of European Russia? The w- yeah, like the west of 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 well. Because that's Scandinavia. What about like Latvia, Estonia? Yeah, well, they're Europe. Yeah, that's Northern Europe. Yeah. How did we get? Where are we? <laughs> are we literally like flirting with talking about? Transnistria again <laughs> And we're back <laughs> What sort of malls do they have there? <laughs> I wonder what's going on in Transnistria no, right I think, now I think we're edging on our next podcast Which is the New Testament The New Testament, yeah And mythology That recently Because you know there's a, p- a, a part of the DSM Like a few pages at the back of it That um, is And the category is Culture bound syndromes Wow no. Oh right. So and is that n- new in the in the five? It's in the DSM four. I've got to be honest. I'm not sure if it persisted into the five. Oh, I'll go home and check. I've got the five on my shelf. You can. You should. I haven't got it. But um, in the DSM four at the back, there's a, a few this pages. Is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Yeah, the the so-called Bible, Diagnostic Bible of Psychiatry and mm-hmm. Psychology, and you know it's got in there things like major depression and schizophrenia. Bipolar affective disorder, generalized anxiety, social anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. And in the back, there's this thing called culture-bound syndromes. And then it's just like all these things that are experienced by cultures other than... um, Ah, like trance-like states, blah, blah, blah. The first world um, white civilization. Outside of American popular culture... I mean, there's a UK influence on that, and there's also like, yes. and then there've been there's a reciprocal influence with the ICD-10, which is like not only an Anglophone yes. document, but it's mostly an Anglophone document. But anyway, yeah. What is that international classification of diseases? diseases? Yeah, yeah. The, it's the WHO one. Yes. Which is more or less the same as the DSM, except in a few circumstances. Yes. But yeah, at the back they've got this thing, culture bound syndromes, and it's just like a little grab bag of interesting things from places not our own, from <laughs> countries around the world. Yeah, yes, yes. It's like world, the world music of hell, of exactly. um, mental illness, and um, and I said, yeah, a, so it would be. I like said to a colleague, well, the whole DSM is just a book of culture bound syndromes, yes, yes, bound to our culture, and they were like, <laughs> oh. oh, you really think so? <laughs> oh. What a quaint idea, they think. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, uh, how insane to think that, like, uh, what we, what the DSM has decided a presentation, symptoms that um, evidence anxiety. Yeah. Uh Foolproof. Yeah, this this is the way that anxiety this presents. Is, yes, this is the way that anxiety and presents. And then the other f- the other little ways that people present like this in in Italy. Or but in they wouldn't China call it anxiety. No, they they're called call. they're called exotic names. Taijin Kyufu Show. Yeah. In Japan. Uh, yeah. Nerviosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Italy. Yeah. Yeah. 
But even other things, like, you know, just like... And my friend David's favourite, Piblocto. Piblocto. Yeah, which is an Inuit disorder. Oh, is this in the DSM culture? This is literally in DSM-4. And this text, I'm paraphrasing, but it's all there, in which a younger man is slighted by an older man, broods for three days, strips naked and walks into the snow. Piblocto. <laughs> that's just a custom. People can find it there. Yeah, well, but that's the thing is like all of the DSM I- describes things that are more or less customs, mm. that is conventions of behavior related to internal mm, states. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and so does Piblocto. Yeah, it's ri- absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And also just, just call it all anxiety. Well, yeah, I mean... What is this, slighted by an older anxiety man? Anxiety is something that is related to all of these states, yes. definitely. You can call them other things, but the recognition that these are all just neurotic states of being. That's right. Yeah. How funny. Walks into the strips down after But they three don't days. have an underpinning concept. The DSM doesn't have an underpinning concept like neurosis. No. Yeah, like I've always, even, you know, because I already had a sort of psychoanalytic influence when I was studying psychiatry, mm. I always thought, oh, that's the neurotic part of the Oxford Diction, uh, the Oxford Handbook of Psychiatry, and that's the psychotic part. Right, of the right, right. But they don't, that, it doesn't have that underpinning mm. there. That the diagnostic schema doesn't have a sort of. Um, the psychodynamic diagnostic manual does. Does it? Yeah, of yeah. course, of course it does. It's psychodynamic and it's a diagnostic manual. It's just as big as the DSM. It's I've, fascinating. I've got it. I've never read. <laughs> it's really interesting because it's the same thing. It would yeah. just be like this is neurotic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it doesn't talk about symptoms in the same way at all. Yeah. As being diagnostic. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Can't wait to talk about the neuroses at play in the New Testament. Do you want to start diagnosing disciples? <laughs> Do you even know the four Gospels? Is it four? Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Right. Well, you did better than I would have done. I think so. I might have got all those names, but in amongst all of the other options for names. My brother's names are all wrapped up there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, except for John. But wait, is there not a Paul? Yeah, there is a Paul. There is a Paul. The gospel. Yeah. So who are Matthew, Mark, Luke and John? Uh, are they um, from a band? <laughs> Peter, Paul and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Matthew, David, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Who's Paul? Peter, Paul and Bruce. Paul's the main guy with, as far as the, the institution of the church goes. Yeah. Isn't so he? Who's he? He's like the main Catholic guy for the Catholics. Paul. Ah. Pinchas? <laughs> Maybe. Pinchas is the Hebrew for Paul. Makes sense. Yeah. It's my art teacher's last name. Pinchas. Mm-hmm. Pincus. Mm-hmm. Pinkas. Pink. <laughs> if we, ha- if our parents were here, they'd be like, "Oh, they're tired." <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like, "Oh, now it gets juicy." <laughs> now we're hearing about the art teacher whose name was Pinkas. <laughs> We've long ago forgotten Love Island. <laughs> Um, How long's it been? Oh, you know, I can't tell. Oh, yeah. Shine your light on your little machine. I did machine. already. I just said 11 minutes. It's obviously not been 11 minutes. Do you think our listeners will have heard our playlist before this gets released? Well, if we work out how to bloody release it <laughs> without getting done for copyright. But yeah. DJs, write in. We need your help. Well, if you're doing it that way, then they definitely won't, won't have already heard it. Although we've advertised that it's been available, I know. I saw that months. just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should make that. Well, this will be the twenty-first episode of our show. Twenty-first. Yeah. Maybe we oh. could do twenty-one for twenty twenty-one. Okay. I can't help but think we've been recording for long enough now. We've de- okay. <laughs> I'm hearing that you're tired. <laughs> wow, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Um, Do you think we have? 
I'm sure we have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What song should we play? I know. Every now and then I was thinking, what are we talking about now? I know. I didn't think about what we were talking about because we usually think about that in the edit and then, I, then a song comes I know, comes but now I've, en- I've embodied the edit. I know. Now we're in the edit. We're, we're all... <laughs> <laughs> um, what did we talk about today? Yeah. Well, we talked about a whipping boy. Whipping boy? Is there one whipping boy? Projections of scapegoats. Wait, who's... Um, Dogs. Whipping that... Whip it good. But... Yes. Have we done that already? No, we haven't done Devo. But. I don't know what song. I reckon it's got to be Whip It. Okay. You don't like it. No, I do, but I mean... Yeah, no, it works, it works, it works. We're going to have to edit this. Do we? Yeah. Why? (laughs) It's just me thinking. What about if we bookended that by singing a bit of Whip It in unison? (laughs) When a problem comes (laughs) along, you You must whip whip it. it. Something, something, something. You you must whip whip it. it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. (laughs) Ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifteen. (laughs) Then it, then it, then it, sixteen, seventeen. Then it, then it, eighteen, nineteen. Whip it.